I got this DM the other day that was asking about how do you use email lists and newsletters to actually grow your podcast? It was something they read in an article or saw in a video and it just didn't make sense to them. It didn't add up. If nobody's able to find my podcast, which is free and they don't have to give me their information for it, why would somebody give me their information to be on this list and get more emails? It just seems kind of backwards in 2023, but I will say I have been following this stuff since 2015. I've taken courses online. I've seen what different people are saying in their free stuff and their paid stuff in different genres. And all of them, for some reason, keep coming back to having an email list. So you start to wonder, okay, why, why is there some truth to this? Why is everybody recommending it? There are two main ways that this is going to actually grow your show. Um, having just a newsletter that you say, hey, it's a newsletter. I'm sending stuff out every week. That isn't going to get anybody to sign up and it's not really going to make you any money. An email list is a group of people that are hyper-targeted. So if you were to put out, hey, this is a three-day free workout sample, you give me your name and email, you get added to my list, and I send you updates from time to time on when the show drops, when I have new cool stuff to talk about, stuff that's actually useful. So what happens now is I can make an assumption that the person who signed up for this free workout sample might be interested in my longer six week, eight week workout program. But let's say that somebody just signed up for my newsletter who could be interested in any number of things. They may not be the ideal candidate for signing up for your program. So this breakdown happens a lot when people try to make money from their email list. It's like you've spent this all this time and I've done this too, where I spent all this time accumulating hundreds of people onto a list that weren't really aligned with the product or service that I was trying to offer them. So you wanna avoid this by number one, using email lists and newsletters as a way to filter through to your top fans. So the people that are listening on your podcast, YouTube, they're fans, of course, they're watching your clips, but then who are the people who are ready to take it maybe a step further, right? They heard that you're giving out a free workout sample. They've been listening to your stuff for a little while now. Maybe they've done some stuff with it, maybe they haven't, but when somebody gives you their name and email and signs up onto your list, whether it's it's usually a trade. In today's day and age, when somebody signs up for something and gives you their email for 15% off, or they get a free download, free workout sample, it is pretty known and understood what's happening here. Okay, you're trading your information, they're gonna reach back out to you in a couple days, they're gonna try to maybe sell you something. It's not as new and novel as it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. But what's cool is we're all aware that that's what's happening. As long as you're not spamming people, email lists are a way for you to hyper segment a group of people that are interested in something. So if somebody is interested in a workout sample for three days, the biggest mistake that I've made when building an email list is actually having hundreds of people sign up for this thing. And it's not at all aligned with my product or service that I want to offer. So one of the things that I recommend doing is starting with something free. Like if you're a comic book podcast, right? You might even have like, all right, I have these top 10 recommendations or top 10 places that you can go buy these comic books for free, whatever you know best, what's going to appeal to your audience to where they would give you their name and email for the next step. Somebody giving you their name and email in 2023 is the equivalent of them giving you their phone number. It's a very private thing that we don't just hand off and give to anybody. 
it isn't the exact same as following or subscribing on YouTube. Yes, those are feeds, those are lists that we keep kind of clean, you know, when we don't want to hear from somebody anymore. But at the same time, an email is just a little bit more coveted. It's a little bit more personal. So it's a huge, huge step when somebody raises their hand, signs up for your stuff and goes, all right, I'm interested in your stuff a little bit more than everybody else. And if you start with having a free, so just like the trainer who has a podcast and they have a free three-day workout sample, they're trying to sell a longer program or some type of service that's like a coaching, right? They're trying to do some online coaching with this person. If that is your goal, then having that sample that's almost a no-brainer to download, give your information for, is a way for you to filter down, okay, the people who are listening in the podcast world on Apple, Spotify, who out of all of these people are have the highest intent to actually work with me and learn more about my services? And so when you paste the link to this list in your descriptions and you point that out in your episodes, hey, make sure to sign up. You tell people that you have this thing going on, what you're giving away, what they need to do for it. All of a sudden, even if it's three people, 10 people, 15, once it gets to 100 people, now you've got 100 listeners that somehow discover your show, and that's a little community. You could ask them, hey, how'd you discover my show? Hey, what, what do you really want to hear more about? Hey, what's something uh, that you would really pay for with a workout program? You can do a lot of research that you just didn't have access to before. And again, these people are not just 100 random people that signed up through a Facebook ad or something. These people are, are really interested in what you have to say because they came from either the podcast or your YouTube channel or something where they've consumed your content already. So there's a lot of value in filtering and getting the names of these people. Because I'm sure if you could get the names of every person who's listened and downloaded to your podcast or subscribed to it, wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, that I'd pay a lot of money for that just because I'm curious who is the person that's listening on the other end before they DM on Instagram, they leave a review, they reach out on a website. Like you have to really poke for that type of information to figure it out. Email lists are a great system that you can set up once and you know, you can start to see who's the most interested, who's downloading my stuff. Now, the second way that I've seen a lot of clients grow their own podcast, and I've seen some people hack their way from, you know, a couple hundred downloads to like 20,000 downloads an episode. How does that happen? How does somebody climb that quickly? Well, it's usually the fact that they have an email list that might be, let's say 10,000 people, 15,000 people, maybe it's 50,000 people. And now what they do is they go, hey, I have a podcast. Here's the link to it. I think you'd really love it. Here you can, you know, review on iTunes. Here you can listen on YouTube. And all of a sudden, you've got an influx of 1,500 downloads, you know, a couple thousand downloads. Something extra that if you think about, I didn't send that email to the list. I don't have the list. I'm not getting that influx of an automatic 5,000 downloads when it's released, right? So it's a massive advantage that you have when you grow a list of people who are basically connected to you, they like you, they wanna hear from you, they trust you. That's really, an email list is just another asset. It's a little bit more valuable in some ways. Um, and it's a way that you can actually have control of 
the connection to your audience. So before, it's kind of like there was a middleman that was in the way. If you wanted to reach out, uh, let's say Instagram changes their algorithms, which they've done a lot recently, and your post is only getting shown to you know, 2% of your entire following or 10% of your whole following, you know, your stories, let's say it's doing the same thing. Well, all of a sudden it doesn't feel so good, right? Versus email is something you have direct access to. You have direct access to sending this person something. And as long as you don't land maybe in their spam inbox, you're good to go. Now there is a third way that you use an email list and newsletters to make you money. Um, and you can grow your show simultaneously with this. But again, it's coming back to the product or service. So if you have a product or service, so remember, before you go starting an email list and getting involved with just managing something extra per week now, really do some thinking around what role does this play in your content machine, in your content ecosystem? How does this actually help the user experience and how do you want to utilize it so don't just say sign up for my newsletter and start building it that way take some time to think okay i have a service that's already working i sell insurance i've done it over 10 times it works if i use that as an offer on the back end a free quote a free whatever insurance people do now all of a sudden out of all the insurance related podcast episodes I've been doing, all the free stuff I've been giving out, when somebody is ready to move forward or when somebody is ready to move forward to the next stage from like awareness to, okay, let me now actually consider my options and I'm, I might be ready to buy, you are there, your stuff is there, ready to go, ready to impress, and you didn't have to manually send that email. You didn't have to send them a bunch of links and your best crafted stuff every time. You can set this all up so it's happening automatically. So it is an extra value add, I think, for your existing podcast listeners and viewers. And again, it's about you being able to build that community without feeling like you're just talking into the ether, right? Even on Instagram, it can feel that way. But when you have a hundred names and an email that's attached to that, you're like, oh, okay. These people are listening to what I have to say. And I'll tell you something that's motivating, even with a small list, um, when I had maybe, let's say, 100 people or less. Actually, I think it was when this list had 15 people on it. I remember when I sent out this email, I got back two or three responses. Some were from existing clients and some were from people that I hadn't talked to in forever, but they saw my name pop up. They thought whatever I said was valuable. And it just reminded, oh, hey, sorry, I totally forgot to reply to you. Like, I still want to start that podcast. And boom, now my service that I was ready to offer, I now have a qualified lead that came from just free value that I was offering. So the response rates and the quality of people that you gather on your list is an asset itself. There's a big company out there. And how that eventually can make you money is if you grow enough people on that list. I know there's a company that was um, it's a software company related to this niche for a client that I'm working with. Uh, they have 48,000 people on their list. And if you want to create a piece of content, share a YouTube video, have a link promote back to your thing on their list, because they send out great content, also like a 48% open rate, it costs about $400 per mention, so per feature. So if you had a video you wanted to share, it cost $400 to advertise on this newsletter. So as you can see, the same way podcasts can make money with advertising, you have now extra slots that you can offer um, that are more expensive on an email list once you grow 
that asset in all that's changed in content and media and how we consume this stuff over the last 10 years, one of the things that's still not going away is email. Yes, people might be more connected on Instagram to you. That's where they might talk to you. But from an internal perspective, from a you know business foundations perspective, I don't know if there's a single person out there that would tell you, yeah, don't have an email list built just in case, you know, have it uh, as a safety net. That's like the the core of, you know, who's interested in you and your, your database of people is usually an email list. So if you have any questions on how to build this, what software to use, I'll be making more stuff on it, but make sure to drop a comment and or check out uh, the links in the description. Um, ConvertKit is a software that I definitely recommend and use. So click the link in the description below if you want to test them out, try it out and see how it would work for you. If you have any questions, make sure to drop them uh, in the comments or in an email to hi at podmahal.com.